Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners designed to get us into God's Word for a short study every day, about 13 minutes. In so doing, it helps us to stay focused on our relationship with God, to have a more spiritual mindset, to be able to deal with what life throws at us every day. And it also helps us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. You know people in your life, probably some within your own family, who need to change their focus and direction in life, don't you? They need to get on the right path that will lead them to heaven. Wouldn't, wouldn't you like to help them along that line? Share these short studies with them. You can do that easily through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe other technological means. But make up your mind to help everybody you can by sharing these studies. Your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, everybody. What a great blessing it will be for somebody to get their life turned around and get to heaven. But that will also be a great blessing for you as you help them along that way. So make that commitment and start sharing today. And may God help you along that line. We're going to get back into our line of thinking and study, asking the question, do you need a second touch of Jesus? A second touch of Jesus. Or do you know somebody in your life who needs a second touch of Jesus? Well, Jesus extended the great invitation in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Again, Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. God loves us so much that he sent his Son from the throne room in heaven to come to this earth and while still fully divine, live as a human being, as the Savior, and in that way, serving as the perfect one-time-for-all-time sacrifice as God sent him to the cross to die, to have his blood shed as the perfect offering for the guilt of our sins. What a blessing. What a loving God. My, my. But we must come to Jesus for the forgiveness, for the salvation, for the eternal life that his gospel message offers us. That's why he says, come to me, come to me. Now, a lot of people come to Jesus initially, but they don't stay true to him. Jesus said in Revelation 2 and verse 10, be faithful until death and I will give you the crown of life. I actually like the King James translation there, be faithful unto death. And the idea to me seems to come across, even if you have to die for your faith, you stay faithful, and I will give you the crown of life. Well, the Hebrews writer portrays Jesus kind of like at the finish line of a race in Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 2. And he's waiting there with the crown of life, as our prize, as our reward. But the writer says, lay aside any weight that's hindering you in running this race successfully. You don't have to finish first, you just have to finish faithful. And Jesus is waiting there. 
He says, lay aside any sin that is ensnaring you and keeping you from finishing this race faithful. Well, God wants us to be with him for all eternity in heaven. When the devil throws temptations at us, God has promised to be faithful, to make the way for us to escape, to not allow us to be tempted by any temptation that is too overwhelming for us to be able to bear and say no to with God's help. He'll always make the way of escape for us. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. Always. He cares about us. The Hebrews writer tells us that in chapter 13 and verse 5 that he'll never leave us as long as we don't leave him. James wrote in James chapter 4 verses 7 and 8, resist the devil and he will flee from you. How do we resist him? In verse 8, he says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Well, you see, for somebody walking with God in faithfulness, there's no place for the devil in his life. The devil and God cannot harmoniously coexist in the life of the same individual. (laughs) Can't happen. We need to make up our mind. But again, there are people... They don't want anything they consider to be restrictions as to what they want to do in life. And so some people, they initially become convicted of their need to come to Jesus. And they do. But then they're not ready to live the life of dedication to Jesus. They're not ready to live the Christian life faithfully until death. And so they either quickly or gradually drift away. In Mark chapter 7, beginning with verse 5, the Pharisees and scribes asked him, that is, asked Jesus, why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders? but eat bread with unwashed hands. (laughs) They were taking exception to the apostles eating before they washed their hands. Jesus answered and said to them, Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Oh, that kind of mindset, that practice had been prophesied hundreds and hundreds of years ago or years before by the prophet Isaiah. But of course, it's God's prophecy. He goes on in verse 8 and says, For laying aside, laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men. The washing of pitchers and cups and many other such things you do all too well. You reject the commandment of God that you may keep your tradition. Well, that was not what the challengers of Jesus was expecting to hear at that particular time, the Pharisees and the scribes. These were supposedly religious leaders of their day, looked up to and respected. But Jesus put it right back on their shoulders. You're hypocrites, he said. You see, God wants us to truly be his people from the inside out. We talked about a shoplifter goes into a store. He 
walks along through the different aisles, he sees video cameras all over the place. He sees two-way mirrors, security guards walking the floor up and down. He sees signs posted at regular intervals warning of prosecution for shoplifting. Well, that shoplifter is not going to shoplift in that store. He's not going to attempt to steal anything in that store. But that does not change his character. He's still a shoplifter. He just looked at the restrictions at that particular store and made up his mind, I'm not going to try shoplifting here. But he just go to another store and do what he does because of who he is and what he is. He's a shoplifter. You see, he didn't change from the inside out. He just changed his behavior on the outside for that particular situation. Same thing with diets. <laughs> a lot of people, they get on diets and they don't really change what they are. They're overeaters. But for a period of time where they're on the diet, they restrict themselves and they lose weight. But then when they get to a point where they say, okay, that's enough, they get off the diet. But you see, they haven't really changed from the inside out. They just let the rules of that diet change their outward behavior. And as soon as they walk away from those rules, they go right back to overeating. They regain all the weight they lost, and in a great many cases, even more. But you see, God wants us to truly be his people from the inside out. In Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 10, the Hebrews writer wrote this, this is the commandment that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. You see, God, he focused on changing people from the inside out, not just restricting their behavior on the outside change them from the inside out. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Matthew 4 and verse 4. We have to get into God's word to get God's word into us. In these daily Bible classes, we keep emphasizing that. This is to keep us focused on a relationship with God, to have a more spiritual mindset, to stay strong in the faith and grow in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. You know, Paul did not just idly write that instruction, that exhortation in 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15, when he said, study or be diligent to present yourself approved unto God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing or correctly handling the word of truth. God's word. God's word. God has given us his way to guide us in the best way of life. The only way that offers us eternal life. Through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Through the teachings of God's word. Paul changed people, not himself, but through the teachings of God from the inside out. We'll talk about that more next time. Let's pray together now. Father, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for giving us your word to guide us. We, pr we thank you for giving us a mind that can think and analyze, that can 
think logically. Help us to use it to those, in those ways to our spiritual and eternal benefit. Help us to recognize our need to walk with you, to come to you through Jesus. And if we have done that and then drifted away, help us to come back to Jesus, a second touch. Please guide us, Father, we pray. Please forgive us, we pray, gracious Father, in Jesus' name, amen.